Hello. Oh, whoopsies. Welcome back to another episode of Woody Banter. Your hosts, Nabil and Daniel, are here. Mm. No no guests? No, um, no, Anika? No one. We've been playing Truck Simulator recently. Pretty neat game where you... Daniel has a steering wheel and an accelerator pedal and brakes and gear shifters and you can drive trucks and earn money in the virtual world. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, detailed to many degrees i feel like if you explain it it doesn't seem very exciting yeah i mean because <laughs> it's really just truck driving but it's managing i don't know something about it something about <laughs> driving tr- something about actually driving trucks in a video game is pretty fun yeah and then you're managing your income kind of funds yep you can hire dr- additional drivers to make more money Mm-hmm. It's oddly calming. So yeah, oh, that I related it to, um, like Grand Theft Auto when I was doing um, Money import runs. export, mm. like just taking cars, delivering them, and then going back to my other businesses and making money. Yeah, or having the wouldn't it be interesting, them. like with Truck Simulator, if somehow that's how people could drive trucks? You know what I mean? Then you open the door for like how many people can do truck driving. Right. And not even that. Just don't even limit it to that. Open that up to all sorts of different types of work. Right. One day if you want, you can be a truck driver. The next day you could be a... Uh, airplane. <laughs> I yeah. <hope> not. <laughs> well, maybe those ones that require... Well, even truck a... driving. If there's other people on the road, I don't think uh, people would feel... Um, easy about you know someone remotely driving the car because you're not putting yourself at any risk driving at home yeah well you're putting other people well it would be like if you got an accident it's like oh truck's dead but like no no no, but you know in this you would it would be tied to your you would get charged for murder or yeah whatever i mean it's like similar to drones right you can't fly a drone over an airport and be like well it wasn't me that's uh, a remote thing. Right, but that's illegal. You can't. Right, that's my point, though. So you can make tr- crashing into someone with your remote or, vehicle. Right, or you can make the remote offen- vehicle offense. illegal, like doing it illegal. Well, then I can't. I mean, then my idea is down the drain. <laughs> because if, uh, like, I get what you're saying, you could still apply the same laws that you do in the real world. Mm-hmm. But again, the risk element is still taken away from it if you're, um, if you're driving at home. Wow, what's um, the, what, how? Because you're not putting your own uh, life at risk like other drivers are. Um, and you're, but you're, but you're still putting the same risk of being a human driver, right? So like you could make the argument, oh, well, what about robotic cars? Well, those are arguably, or I guess proven more uh, safe than human drivers. But if you remove the element of putting your own life at risk, but you're still putting the risk of being a human driver um, in the real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you could argue that's unfair. Well, but it doesn't even matter because if you crash, you crash. You're gonna get charged with whatever. It doesn't matter. But if you What's crash, it? so here's the thing: if you crash, yeah, yeah you could be charged just as you were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if uh, you were actually there and yeah. crashed. Um, but there's two things. One, you wouldn't be. Uh, 
you wouldn't be injured. You're not putting yourself at risk of injuring yourself. Well, so or if, anything, yourself. So, if anything, that's a benefit. So it's a benefit for the driver. Well, it's a benefit in the whole situation, but continue. Here's why it isn't. Because if you're putting yourself, if you're working remotely, mm-hmm. um, you could theoretically, you could tune yourself out or, I mean, you could do that while you're driving too, mm-hmm. but it's easier to do that because you're not putting yourself in the situation, right? Like, it would I mean, be like it would be like that would be if your, you were you in, would be acting were, negligently. I mean, you could do that yeah, in yeah. real life. No, but here would be the difference. It would be like if I was in the army, mm-hmm. my senses are probably going to be more heightened if I'm actually in the war zone than if I'm fighting, fighting remotely. remotely. Yeah, maybe. Right. But you you're so, going yeah, into that with that, that understanding, so right. you can't use that as a. I mean, you're still going to, it doesn't matter. Whatever actions you do remotely, you're right. going to uh, suffer the same consequences. So well, why you're does... Not, you're, not, uh, you're still not putting, since you're not putting yourself at risk, it's unfair to other drivers because you're still on. putting the risk of, again, of having human driver, but you, if you get an accident, on. you don't get hurt at if all. If I get hit by a truck driver, I don't care if he died or if he got out with a, without a scratch. I want him to pay my medical bills. Why does it matter what happened to him in the right. situation? So two things. One, I'm annoyed now because if that truck driver was actually in the car, mm-hmm. I feel that there would have been at least a uh, higher chance of him being um, more capable or more, you know, have more uh, visibility or be more aware. Uh, second thing well, is... Time out. I'm assuming at this this technology, you... If anything, you have more visibility than you do in real life. You okay. have a bunch of different cameras everywhere. You have sensors telling you beep beep beep. Right, beep. Well, we're assuming they're in the accident, so that you could you could say that, but yeah, no, no, I'm assuming they still that got in, our, in an accident. Right, correct. Right? But I'm assuming that they have way more visibility. Granted, the accident still yeah. happened, but they have more visibility in this than they would just sitting right. with two mirrors. Or well, so I mean, they could the, also. They that's could, the understanding you should have when you're analyzing the thing. They, this. They could also have, which they are actually um, doing now, is having multiple cameras throughout the vehicle. So sure. you still have the same setup that you would here. Right. But again, you're still you're actually in the uh, truck, so you still have the visibility of having multiple cameras and seeing, mm-hmm. you know, side by side. Um, but uh, yeah, again, you're you're in the actual situation. But the other thing is like, okay, if you're, you're, I think humans in general are inherently more capable of of doing risky maneuvers if they if they don't have anything to risk in like, you know, the physical sense. Like, you're more likely to do a risky maneuver in. Well, game. well, I wouldn't go that far because remember, <laughs> I'm the game. Yes, I know it's not connected to real life, but if right. if there was such a thing that was connected to real life, and it's right. not like graphical, it's like cameras where I can see real life thing people. Right. I mean, I get your point to an extent, but yeah. in this situation, again, you're assuming that risk of. So if you're gonna be negligent, I mean. Yeah. Well, this this is what I'm just saying. It's like the risk is the same whether you're there or not. Like. Yeah, because you're you know driving here or driving in the car, um, you you're still human, so you're not as smart as a computer. You can't you know autonomously but, drive and and be aware like a robot can. Mm-hmm. So you're the risk you're putting on other people is equal whether you're in the car or not. The argument is that 
if you're not in the car mm -hmm. um, and you do get in an accident, you mm -hmm. could still be penalized the same way. Mm -hmm. But it's unfair that oh now I don't have my legs, but you still have no, that. that have your you leg. you can't in any situation. <clears throat> let's say you were there and you got in a car accident and he didn't have his legs broken. It, you don't get to right, say, right, right. oh, it's that's not true. fair. Right, that's true. I mean, that's yeah, like yeah. saying in a murder but case. And then they still, that's they like still saying in a murder prosecute case. him, though. Like yeah, still, no, correct. But that's right. like saying in a murder case, oh, that's not fair. You killed my kid, and now you, let's say you have kids, and your kids are alive. I right. want your kids to die. That's right. not allowed. But the, the difference is, in this case, there's zero chance of you, uh, so if anything, of, of at, you harming yourself for your own mistake. In a macro level, right? like, that's, you, that's a benefit. In a, on a, in a macro scale, if you're looking right. at it as a third person, what do you want in an accident? At best, you want no one to get hurt. Right. And right. let's just say there's damage to the car. <clears throat> so in this situation, you're removing one guy from getting hurt, which is a benefit. He right. still gets charged for whatever he did. But ju just because, oh, he's not there, so it was not fair that he didn't get a chance to break his legs. Like, that's right. not a, an argument. Well, for, then you're going through the morality argument of like, okay, if a criminal you know, commits a crime, mm -hmm. isn't it better to just like rehabilitate him and keep him in society or yeah. should he be punished for his no, crimes? No, I think, I think that, so, I think undeniably that one is the more logical. Now it doesn't feel, yeah. it might not feel good, but if you want to, you know, from a macro level, third person manage a society, I think the correct answer is rehabilitation. Right, right. Um, um, but in the driving scenario, I guess it's like, um, yeah, I guess it's the uh, same situation, but... Um, and again, this would be a cool idea and obviously the best idea is just it to be automated where it's a computer making all the decisions right um, i think that's more likely to go because but there's no but, but reason for it. i don't nope. think the the middle step is definitely going to be in any field mm. with automation is human assistance so i right. think they're still gonna humans are going to be needed to help guide the automated systems right um so this kind of thing could be you're on your computer and all right, today I want to be a truck driver. For the most part, it's automated, but you have to guide it. And of course, you'll have some sort of profile or portfolio that logs. Maybe you need to do like 10,000 practice runs before you can do one that's actually in the real world, right. just like a pilot would to fly a plane. Um, well, what's cool is they already have that. Um, I guess they're not sponsoring us, but Keep Trucking is the app where it's like you can... Um, yeah. Well, one monitor your own drivers but you can also have a like your own team like basically call in and say hey look it looks like the brake on whatever mm. rear side is damaged you need to get that fixed or if they just got in an accident they can review the footage of like okay it looks like you know this was our truck driver's fault so let's get the legal team mm -hmm. uh, set up so they already have uh, similar similar systems in place it's more of like uh, if they have that uh, implemented yeah um which is good because then it's like okay well now they're more efficient they are more accountable because you know they're able to record it all uh and they're safer because now you can actually without being the truck driver and having to like when we're driving we have to yeah, like monitor, monitor okay gas is good you know mm -hmm. sleep is good in this case you could just say like hey it looks like your sleep levels are low or whatever yeah go ahead and take a rest and it won't even i mean eventually it'll be nobody will have to even read it from a remote place the computer the truck will just tell you right well well eventually <laughs> it would case, be, yeah the truck just does there's no by itself. yeah but in the interim it could be something where it's like your sleep levels are low or something you can sleep now and i'll drive for you Right. Um, 
what else could these kind of things be applied to? Something like grocery store. Self-checkout is already a thing. It just needs to be more of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I was thinking? I guess this is not... Don't see this as an argument like I'm defending the... Uh, what is it called? Like not having the system of mm -hmm. simulated driving. But I was just thinking of um, drone strikes. Yeah. So like people are mad that um, drone people who do drone strikes get like Medal of Honor and stuff like that, okay. um, even though they don't need to be on the battlefield. That's um, baloney. I, they should get one. I think. They're, I think it's stupid either way, but you're using technology right. to accomplish a mission. Right. You, that's the same thing as you run. Gun is a technology. That's the same thing as you running in. In fact, this is smarter. In now we're well, taking we're taking uh, yeah, killing innocent lives. I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> assuming that these are bad guys, right? Undeniably, uh, I don't see why. I think, and more I, I also think I also think these medals are silly. Yeah, I agree. I think the medal. Like this isn't a game. But also, I think uh, the other argument is that drone strikes are more susceptible for having uh, casualties, like innocent life casualties. Sure. That, so that is problem that, is really the, even before the drone gets into the picture. That problem is, is not even that. It's the people deciding we need to attack this group of people. Right. Well, you could say that if I spent or sent the SEAL Team 6, you yeah. know, they could kill Osama bin Laden rather than using a drone strike that would have just killed uh, pretty much anyone in the building, right? Um, which I guess you're putting the troops at risk, but at least you're, you know, not killing the other people in the building that might not have uh, done something. Get what I'm saying? Um, like, yeah. Well, no, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying with the drone strikes... I'm not saying that that wouldn't even be an option right. if there's a target and then there's innocent people, truly innocent people around them. Right. Th there is not an option where you send a missile. That might be the case. Like where you the send people the are. Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, there should be, I and mean, maybe not now, but there should be a time where there's drones that can shoot like, uh, yeah, or, or, or smaller ones. And then you could just like go into a room like a bee and just shoot like some poison darts yeah. <laughs> or something. <laughs> Which is just like that Black Mirror episode, kind of. Yeah, um, with the bees. But yeah, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. The, again, all these other... The big questions with these is like... I guess morality questions and... Yeah. Um, How much are you willing to, I guess, risk to progress the technology? Yeah. So I was thinking like grocery stores, what could you do? With it like automated? Yeah. I mean, the self-checkout thing's kind of already, there, already yeah. there. Well, Amazon's taking it one step further where it's, you like walk out of the store. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't even, you just pick you up just, the stuff yeah. and you'll get charged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, Man, that would be great. That yeah. would really. Well, they already have them uh, right. in a few places. Right. But yeah. Yeah, seriously, you don't have to wait in line anymore. Yeah. What else is there? DMV, man, they need something. <laughs> well, everything yeah. should be online for that. Paperwork stuff? Yeah. I mean, scan a passport or I don't know. Even license plate thing. Yeah, that should all be done everything. online. Yeah. Um, but what's funny is those things aren't going to... The government stuff, I have no faith in. Like getting up to speed. Yeah, yeah. Technology-wise. Because um, there's no incentive. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Mm. Interesting. Some. Yeah, what else is there? Yeah, I don't know. I, I like that idea, though, of like. Being able to do. And then, yeah, just do whatever you want. Mm. And essentially, it's like playing a game. Um, yeah, I wonder how uh, actual truck driving would be. Like, it's obviously going to be very, very different. But, yeah, <laughs> I could imagine. Boring, and, well, I bet you the pay is not that great. Yeah. Um, Although, maybe it's getting better because of, like, all the Amazon shipments and stuff. Maybe. I doubt it, though, for some reason. Um, yeah. I mean, when they automate it, then for sure it'll go down the... Yeah. But, yeah, I think... I don't know how lucrative that career would be considering you're just like away from your family or whatever. Yeah. For like months on end. Yeah. Anything that can be as easily repeated like driving a truck. I mean, granted there has some skill involved with driving such a big thing as opposed to a car, but I think that learning curve is not that steep. Right. Uh, once you do it for six months or something, then I think you could get the hang of it. Um, yeah, I guess I wonder when the shift where everybody will, I mean, this is probably out of our lifetime, but there'll be a time where everything is kind of software based and most the manual labor stuff is Gone, replaced yeah. with software. And I wonder how society will shift and if humans are ready to be like, I think it'll be more of a monitoring thing. Like, I think, I think there'll be two think. jobs. There'll be software teams and like assist i don't even know what you call it like humans who assist automated systems so like the, as i was saying with the truck thing we're not gonna get to we're not gonna go from now to fully automated trucks there's gonna be a huge in between of human assisting these systems right um i still think so i think i think there'll be there'll be two it'll be like software developers the architects who are ma managing that and then there's the people who are doing manual stuff but it's more tech related where it's like you're logging you're helping the system work and you're logging things that you've noticed and then maybe you report Which back is, to the yeah. software guys and be like hey this is what we need to fix or whatever um and again i'm thinking this is like in 100 200 years something like that yeah maybe yeah it'll start in 100 years and the process will go on for I don't know until it gets i still think they'll have customer service related jobs like not maybe not in the in retail but like i still think they're gonna have call centers for you know uh speaking to humans unless they perfect the art of uh robotic voice what do they have call centers until, for right now what uh products? resolving any issues so like uh let's take know. a specific example mm. like a purchase a defective product your laptop yeah could that not have been processed through it e could have but the company still wants to make sure no one's abusing the system like but why what if you... i say ah it's broken it's not working and then the robot's like you need to do these steps and then i just say yep i've done them i mean that but could like be... i but i didn't <laughs> okay well what if you said that to a human what if you said, yeah, I did them. What are they going to say back? No. Nope. Uh, 
Yeah, they'll say, oh, just do it again. Uh, okay, so you can say, tell the robot to do it again. Yeah. Um, and then they would, I guess, what is it? Ship it to the repair center. They um, would tell you to ship it to the repair center. Yeah. So the computer can do that. Um, so they ship it to the repair center. Here's your shipping label. What's uh, the next step? Then, then, well, then. Well, then, here's the thing. Again, the, the, the thing they would need to fix is like the, cause I mean, already we can all, uh, talk to robots and get a lot of the issues fixed. Mm-hmm. The problem is that. Um, it's not as efficient as talking to a person. At least I've found. Whenever I call a customer service thing and they're like, press one to do this. I agree. It's not at the right stage. But I don't think, I think that can be automated though. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But not in a hundred years, I don't think. But we'll see. I think, yeah. I don't know. I guess it depends what field we're talking about. Um, Yeah. But I I think though, in general, like those kind of jobs, the call center jobs, yeah, yeah, will go away. Anything where it's like, I mean, it's essentially you're a middleman, right? You're referring to some sort of technical docs and you're looking at the customer and just translating that for them. I think anything and everything will be. Yeah. Well, I'm saying these are more, uh, more complex things like surgeries might take longer than automating like a call center for your phone. Because the right. call center for your phone, they already, at the call center, you kind of have, when you're the guy, the representative, you have a kind of to-do list of things to ask the customer, hey, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do this? Yeah. And then, okay, if they did, yeah, all that, and they're still having a problem, okay, send it in. So like, like that mini process right there is something that's relatively easy to automate, whereas a process in a surgery, uh, I mean, I don't know, I would imagine it would be harder. Um so that's why I was saying, like, I think those middle man jobs are, would go first uh, before, but I agree, everything can be automated. Um, yeah. But there's definitely in between, there's no, it's not I mean, I guess it depends where the people see the money, right? So if, like, the automated driving thing, I feel like is coming along faster than the... Uh, automated cust- call center? Yeah. Even though Google yeah. had the, the appointment thing, but I wouldn't consider that customer service. That's more of, like, front desk uh, work. Like as in setting oh, appointment. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so you want to go, you know, at this time. Yeah. Um, yeah. For companies, it isn't it crazy that like automated driving seems more like in our yeah in like the next ten like years like an automated call center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. Um, Especially because considering there's more liabilities with driving versus a call center. If someone screws up a call, and it's kind of like okay, we'll escalate this. Yeah. But, I think I guess I guess the challenge is, is deciphering humans. So like you can I, I guess the my guess would be it's hard for software developers to to have a re, to process every single type of customer dialogue. Right. Like if somebody calls in and says, "Hey, I need help." Um, or if you can't hear them, the computer might have trouble with that. Whereas if you hire some human, they'll be able to take a large amount of different, like, like, Hey, it's broken. And then the computer will be like, what's What's broken? broken? (laughs) I mean, you human would say that too, but I don't know. They'll be able to uh, pull out what the real issue is. Right. Um, but I don't know if you, 
Well, in a way, driving is more predictable because, like, you know, it's like, okay, if a car is coming this way, mm-hmm. a computer can easily distinguish, all right, moving object in coming this way, yeah. how do I react? Yeah. See, the, Versus, the, the big problem is uh, the humans. Yeah. In this, well, um, humans would be the same problem in the driving thing, but... Um, yeah, human. I guess what you're doing is analyzing human speech, which can have so many variations. Tones are a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like if somebody sounds upset, you might react differently. Whereas a computer might not be able to pick up, you know, if someone's feeling really upset or something. Um, and I guess the bottom line is, I mean, if you got these call centers in India and you're paying them two dollars an hour or whatever the rate is, mm-hmm. if that is if paying a software engineer $150,000 yeah, to spend time to develop that, if that's more expensive than the call center, then you'll just go with the call center yeah. as a business anyway. Although the call centers I've been calling recently are still in the U.S. Uh, Not really. But I still think I, that that's the case. Like It's more worth it to you know get automated driving for tra- freight and truck mm-hmm. because you're just able to do it around the clock. Um, right. Versus replacing, I guess. Well, I guess fifteen dollars an hour multiplied by over many workers. I don't know. It could yeah. be better, but it I think there's the too size. many problems. There's too many products. You need to like figure yeah. out human speech before you. Well, that's a room that. for someone to start a new company. That's a that's yeah. a room for some software developer out there to solve that problem, make it a a, More a service, and then you're essentially replacing the call center. So when the company's like, all right, we need a call center, you can be like, wait, you use us. We'll yeah. be cheaper and more effective or something. Um, and you'll still need sales reps for that unless you automate. What that. do you mean? Like, because now you have to convince a business owner. Oh, oh like, yeah. Oh, okay, why Why should I implement this thing? Is it yeah. even going to work? Like, yeah, yeah. That. I guess you would need sales reps, but a far fewer amount of uh, sales reps compared to like the number of call center representatives you would normally have hired if you didn't automate everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm working on my chat app right now. Not that that's automating anything, but uh, I'm working on what is it used for just with friends? Yeah, like it'll be kind of like messenger? Discord, where it's like you create a group and then you. <laughs> Discord went out of uh, for like a few oh, weeks. Oh yeah, because <laughs> there was well, actually Server it wasn't. Just... Yeah, I don't think it was with AWS, but they're using a particular microservice that went down or something. Mm. Um, so your thing would. Yeah, my thing is like you create a group and then you get a you can create a link to send to people and be like, hey, here's my group, join it, and you click it and they would. You'd sign in and then you would join the group and then you can essentially write messages to each other similarly as you would with Discord or Facebook Messenger. Mm. Mm. And the way it's designed is, again, everything, all the functionality is done on the back end. So... So as a front-end developer, if you're developing an Android app or a web app, you would the only thing you would be concerned about is like how everything looks and how everything's laid out. Mm-hmm. But like 
getting all the messages for the user that's logged in in the right order, mm -hmm. all that functionality is going to be built in the back end. So, so like you like you might have build a system where you can query a database to get all the groups that this sign in user is a part of, but then you the client would be responsible for putting them in the right order because you mm -hmm. obviously when you're looking at your groups, you want the most active ones on top. Right. But I'm, I want that functionality to not even, the client doesn't have to worry about that. Whoever's developing it, that'll all be backend. Okay. Um, so, so it's also a similar experience with whatever client you use, Android app, iOS app, web browser. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of the way I'm building the system. So similar to like messenger, Facebook messenger or. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't know how they, I don't know how they've designed it. I don't know if they've prior done that. Like they prioritize your most active groups right. above the rest. Right. So, but I don't know if, if the guys who are developing the app on the phone have to order it, hmm. like put it in the right order. Or if the guys who are on the closer to the database are already ordering it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's two scenarios. There, so there's two teams. Okay. Hmm. There's the guys who are making the and messenger android app mm -hmm. and they both work for facebook so yeah. there's there, that group of guys at facebook and there's a group of guys at facebook who work on storing the information in the database okay. and creating the the query mm -hmm. to for those guy for the front end guys to to hit so they can get the messages right so i don't know if so basically the way i'm designing my messaging system is all functionality stuff will be on the back end guys mm -hmm. and the front end guys only have to worry about like aesthetics um because you could easily have it where the back end guys just say okay here's the functionality to get all the messages mm -hmm. but it's your job to put it in order and whatever mm -hmm. whereas i want my job the back end guys to do the whole every functionality thing okay um because if you didn't or let's say you have that backend guy and they're like, here's a, the list of messages. They're not, they're not in order. So you okay. have to worry about that. The Android team and the iOS team might handle that differently. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how, but um, maybe the Android team does put them in order and the iOS team doesn't. Mm -hmm. So that'll create like a mismatching user experience. Right. Whereas if the backend guys handle the ordering, then it doesn't even matter. They don't even, they don't have a choice. Both guys have to, they will get it in order and there's no other option, which makes it easier for these guys because they don't have to think about it and they don't have to work on that code. And then as a platform or as a service as a whole, it creates... Um, Uniformity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, and I imagine that's how people do it, but that's how I'm designing mine. So I'm can well. I wonder because like you still. But maybe not though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Say that again. They still do make changes, but like I don't even think they're necessary. To maybe they are depending on where you are. Like I've noticed, different apps will always look different. Well, the only thing I can think of is the Messenger app, like how the emojis are different in like certain countries and stuff like that. Mm. Like, is there a reason for you know having different user interfaces or like? I don't think we're that much different in the way we interact, but maybe there is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what leads them to decide which 
group of emojis to select i don't know if they do market research and say hey in these countries it's very popular for people to use these emojis mm-hmm. um or like and that can be done front end or back end so the back end guys can set different groups of emojis to to specific clients in yeah. specific regions or it could be just on the front. or i guess areas where homosexuality is banned maybe they don't have the, oh, the flags <laughs> and stuff <laughs> yeah. it could be because you're Maybe. trying to give them what would be well, work around so like Google, you're trying to your job is to give them a great user experience yeah do you draw the line at kind of homophobic groups of people well I, that's a controversy with google because like they were losing market share in china because they didn't have any asian emojis no they they weren't allowing the chinese government to censor their searches and so oh, there's a so, huge so like china blocked them yeah well they just said like you either agree to these rules or not and google's like no we don't want to compromise our integrity yeah but then the problem was that they have another popular chinese uh, search engine Mm -hmm. that's gaining a lot of traction okay so google was worried that they're just going to take all the market share of uh, china so they ended up saying like all right you can censor our searches and now why why don't they just why don't they just i don't understand why don't they just To say, all right, no, we don't need China's market. You don't need the whole world. I mean, I know it's yeah. big. Yeah. Um, I, but I mean, I guess what's the end goal? YouTube too. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it can't be they satisfy make shareholders. It, I mean, I guess or... it's a public company, so yeah, I yeah. suppose that's one thing. But it's like, who? Like, I, I agree. Know. There's a certain point who where it's like, cares? do we? Yeah. <laughs> do we? It's really... like, at what point? Yeah. When do you draw the line? It's yeah. Like, what if it's just a group of extremely racist people? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah, just yeah, it's we'll bend over backwards. To, it's like... Yeah, I, I have a feeling it's more like boardroom type things. Like, all right, we need to increase you know, growth, market share, um, make sure our investors are getting more. We're really losing these ch- China markets. And if we don't incorporate ourselves in there soon, we're just going to lose traction and we'll never be able to... Yeah um unless or and if they think that like oh the chinese government's never gonna work yeah i think it's just pretty much like they want to give their shareholders their return on investment and constant growth this is why if i ever have a company uh, (laughs) i always want to keep it private oh yeah that too Uh, that way he's like there's no i'm the only person if i'm the ceo anyway yeah or the owner i should say that will be making those final decisions yeah well it's also cool as you can kind of draw the line right you can say like okay I can comfortably live on yeah. 120,000. Yeah. Like where well, I guess and then, for the public ones you can't it's not about can I can our company sustain itself it's about these investors keep saying more yeah. more more. So that's the When you're publicly trading. Um cuz yeah, growth is always like oh, we need more growth. But you know year what? after year, year after year. I mean, even with a public company, Although, I don't it, understand why they can't also be balanced and be like we're looking for long-term sustainability. Right. Which I guess Amazon is doing a lot. I, I mean, I guess right. I, for the longest time I heard they're always in, investing in infrastructure. They didn't make a profit for the longest time. Yeah. So the, uh, in that case, if they weren't making a profit, they definitely weren't uh, appeasing to the investors. Right. Unless they, unless they were smart investors and they're like, yes, yes, invest for the long term. Yeah. Well, I guess in Amazon's case, they're end goal was still growth right like they're like oh we need to expand we need to expand mm-hmm. um but just the, i mean just going from a whole... bookstore to like cloud infrastructure yeah is a smart long-term goal 
Right. But even after that, like when they want now that they want to start their own freight, you know, um, and get rid of the oh, yeah. man there. Buy and the like, airplanes for right. Prime. And so then they're still not getting profit, but I, I mean, they're still growing, right? Um, yeah. In their case. But I guess the argument we were saying was that like what, uh, I guess as a private owner of a company, at what point do you say like, all right, this is enough. Like if I grow any further, I'm just going to create or a higher chance of more problems. And yeah. it's just going to be annoying. Um, yeah, the only, and at that point, I think you have to go public if your ideas. I mean, constant growth, right? Oh, you're saying if you if you want like, to grow, but you're saying you can't grow because it'll hurt you. So that's what that's why you should go public. Yeah, or like, it, it would just be too stressful because like you don't know how you're gonna get funding to. The only grow problem, or, yeah, you know, like the only problem I have with going public is that essentially. The company's not yours anymore. Yeah. Which, because then people can literally vote you out of your yeah. own company. <laughs> like Papa John. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what's the point? I mean, I guess he, he's still an owner or he, yeah. he still, I assume, owns like shares. So you're making money. But again, yeah, money is only going to, if this, if you're so interested in this business, like that's like, oh, that's like a bad move then. Cause yeah, okay, you're making millions and millions of dollars, but if if you really cared about the business and you were interested in it, and that's why you woke up every morning, then I don't know. Yeah, well, I guess if you get like obsessed with just uh, world domination or whatever. But the funny thing is, like, yeah, you're, you're you're putting the risk on yourself that you could get voted out, but I think. But you're not even. Like a, it's like world domination. It's like you don't even you're not even the owner of the company anymore. You're a co-owner. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's like even if you if you wanted to be a world domination type thing. Yeah. I would stick with a private one cuz then you you will be the one if you do take over with your private company that owns all of it. Right. Um imagine that's what uh Elon is probably going through with his company. I don't even think, but I don't think they're like, I want to be, I want to dominate the world. No, I, I think, think they're genuinely interested in like, yeah, I want to go farm asteroids. I want to go to Mars and figure right. out how we can put people on there to create new societies. Like, right. I don't think but, it's like a, Mwahaha, no, I want to dominate. I think it's like, I, think the issue, I have the power yeah. to do this and this is a good idea. I know it and I'm going to do it. But I think the issue he was, is running into is like, uh, I want to, you know, accomplish these big goals of going into Mars and, mm-hmm. you know, having all these crazy infrastructures put in place. But the issue he was having was probably, or I'm guessing, is was not having enough money to invest in that in the first place. So sure. that's why he went public. But then the issue is like, okay, now these investors want me to do this and I don't want to do that. I want to work on, you know the space exploration but they're looking more like oh, okay let's see if, how well we'll... tesla's separate from the spacex right uh so that doesn't so right. well i don't know which companies are public but i remember there was a, a point where he was trying to lower the stock enough to basically to buy it back. yeah 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 so um yeah, yeah i'm not sure exactly which companies are public and private but i think right. his issue was i think spacex same. is private tesla's public it okay. sounds like he wants it to go back to private so he can be the only one making the decisions. At the oh, he Tesla. wants Tesla to go private, yeah. Right. 
or he wanted it at wanted one point. It, yeah. I don't know. If that's I think he just gave up on that. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably like, all right, screw it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it makes more sense if you can to go. Private, I guess. I guess the only. I was gonna say the only problem with it is, it's almost like a dictatorship. Not that companies govern you like legally mm-hmm. but i suppose there could be a danger on a societal level if if every company was private um oh maybe i not. guess you can have, but governments can still come in and be like yeah you, you can't have a monopoly over these things because if a company becomes uh, well, owns everything I, yeah uh, then they can set ridiculous prices and yeah, make yeah. it uh, unreasonable for the people living there I think those issues are more with public companies than private. Like most of the time, those big corporate companies that have monopoly problems are usually public. Yeah, right? public. That's true. I guess because public companies naturally have more money. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go you you go public because you need funding, you need yeah. more money to expand, and so they just naturally become very big. Um. But yeah, it'd be cool to have your own. Yeah, well, I was thinking of like um, internet company. Yeah, or just company in general. Like, um, well, I kind of want to either like I like digital marketing, but like I don't care as much for the clients. And I guess I've kind of brought that up earlier, where it's like, do you feel passionate about the products you're uh, advertising? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was wondering, like, if I went the route of, like, okay, let me st- start my own roasting company or whatever. Mm-hmm. or And not even do the roasting, because it clearly, <laughs> from the one experience I've had, yeah. like, just buying it from a, a company and then kind of storing it in the little box we have. If I focused on advertising that and s- selling those products, would I feel more passionate about... Um, about advertising it or would it be the same as if I worked for a company and liked the digital marketing aspect part but didn't like or you know yeah like the product itself I mean I think you should I mean I think anybody who's starting a business should always keep their job and just start it on the side and then see what happens so have your have your job to make you money Right, and then you should be setting aside some money to then spend it on, you know, your business on the side. Yeah, uh, and then one, you'll know if you like it. Two, you'll know if it can even make money. And then once it's like, if you made, if you made your salary in a year with your company, mm-hmm. then at that point you could be like, okay, I think I'm gonna quit my job and just do my thing full time or something. Yeah. Um... But I still think you could, I agree that you should only quit when, or ideally you should have like, you know, both a company and then a thing running. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you don't have the energy to even like do it after work, like when are you going to do it? I guess you could do it on the weekends, but like at that point you're like, I just want to rest because I know, you know. That is uh, true. Yeah. The I only, would say that is true, but the only problem is 
is like if you run out of money, it doesn't even matter if you're interested in it because you can't even go anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I know and I know that it's hard when you have a job to then do stuff after because I mean, I had a job and I'd get tired and yeah. I just want to lay down and watch YouTube videos. Uh, so I would say the two options is save money, then do it like or do both. I mean, you could quit your job. I mean, if you're confident that you could get back into the job market after a certain amount of time, then I guess that's fine. Yeah. But I feel like the problem is with starting a business is like, it's about like momentum. Uh, and if you have periods of no money and you aren't able to fund your business, mm -hmm. then I don't know. I just feel like it's, it really holds you back. I mean, I guess it depends on what business, but because it's all about like burning money and then yeah. just uh, trying to figure out how to make it go. Right. Um, but yeah. But the other problem is, is like too. if you, I would say like starting your business, it would be like a more of a marathon thing than like, a, all right, let's get oh, like 100, the momentum. 100% yeah. I agree. But that's what I'm saying with the momentum would, thing. Yeah. Um, it's a marathon, not you a sprint. So it's like if you quit your job for a year, hmm. you're essentially sprinting for a year to see what you can do as opposed to like, I have a job. Let's start this continuum. Let's start this marathon. Right. And you for five years, you're working at your job and you're also working on this, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to your, all right, take a year off, try this. Okay. Work for two years, then take a year off, try this. And I mean, I suppose there's many ways to, to do it, but yeah. I think it really depends on, yeah, like the monetary thing, like how much, how much it'll cost and like how long will that money run? Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, if you're starting an internet right. business, you could do it for very cheap. That's what I'm thinking. Like, it's not like I'm paying for, you know, office space or like a store. Um, well, I do have to well, pay what are you, for... So what are you talking about? What kind of business? Coffee? Yeah, yeah. This is... Okay. So, I mean, theoretically though, you might need to rent a warehouse. I mean, how many... It think, would be... You're talking about I would say beans, at least, right? Yeah. I would say it would be... Because I don't 100... know... If, 100 boxes of beans not 100 boxes 100 like you know those things the Cans? bags i have yeah oh bags yeah do you think i could fit 100 bags in, in a garage that, in that box that we have oh yeah probably but but you think you'd only have 100 at a time that's a low number well to start right um, right okay i suppose okay, and it's not like it's not like uh it. I'm selling it all at once, right? So why would you need 500 bags just stored? Although maybe at one point you'll be selling yeah, that's that true. Many. You know, what so I'm how many? About? Okay. So let's say it's 100. 100. How bags. much would you? How much would you buy the bag for? How much would you sell seven, the bag for? Seven dollars is how much it would cost to buy the bag. Each bag. Each yeah. bag. Seven dollars. And how yeah. much would you sell, sell it, it for? 10, 15, 20. 20 is how? 20 like 25 is how much like the local roasters. Or charge okay 15 to 20 is how much it is on amazon so i would say 15 just because selling it is more important at least initially okay than the price now okay but here here's the thing when you buy the seven dollar stuff yeah do they have an moq minimum order quantity because a lot of times when you're buying from these industrial guys they're not gonna yeah. sell you a hundred at a time they're well, gonna so, sell you like a thousand at a time yeah so the it would be like uh buy either five pounds or 15 pounds so it's not that much like the entry okay 
Um, that that would equate to like a hundred bags, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Um, because like there's a, plenty of roasters, like local roasters and stuff. But mm-hmm. my argument is like, okay, why can't we make this? Why can't we have the roast date and like the whole experience of having a local roaster, but have them ship directly? So I guess my market would be Redwood City and Atherton or Menlo Atherton. Well, couldn't it be anywhere? And I guess it could be anywhere, but like I would want UPS? to, I would still want it to have a quick delivery. Yeah, it could be anywhere. Actually, that's true. Okay. It would be anywhere. So, okay. So you said 15 bucks, but I would say like one day delivery. Cause like people also like the convenience of, okay, I like to buy on Amazon. I like to just buy my, you know, coffee beans there. Mm-hmm. So that would be, I guess my entry is like, okay, I'm selling it for the price of, you know, Amazon things but i'm still having the quality of having the roast dated so 15 bucks you sell it for you make eight dollars per bag i don't i mean you'd still have to pay for like bagging it and stuff like that so would you i don't add, think that's add another three dollars from the seven to make it ten yeah, yeah let's say ten okay ten so now you're making five bucks a bag yeah so you make 500 five. bucks per you can store 500 bucks worth of profit let's say in the box mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, if you were able to make 500 bucks a month, that would be a good... Yeah, you wouldn't have to rent a place immediately. And that would but be... But eventually you'd want to yeah, hold bigger Eventually amounts. you'd want to go to that location. But I'm saying like, uh, yeah, I guess my thing is like, okay, like, so, could so, I bite the bullet of like, okay, you know, of not maybe making a profit initially? Like, how long will I be able to last? Uh, yeah, I mean, monetarily. Yeah, well, as long, you're saying with or without a job. Without a job. Oh, without a job. Yeah, but something like that, you don't think you could do on the side? Yeah, because that's like okay. I mean, on a weekend, that's like receiving the shipment. That's like one day worth of work, or it's like half an hour. The guy comes in the truck and you get it and you put it in the thing. Yeah, it's like half an hour to an hour of putting it in the box. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from well, there, the shipping part is the problem. Because so what I wanted to do was have a, like a one day delivery in this local area, like in our area. Um, Can you not um, create, I could, create an Amazon shop where then they can sh- like ship buy, it? Yeah, Prime users can get one day shipping. Right, but like to get but then, but then you actually you would be storing it not here, but you'd be storing it in Amazon's facilities. Oh yeah, I would have to ship it to to Amazon and have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if you it. pay for But I don't want or... to you you still have to do monthly payments and Amazon still takes a cut. Mm-hmm. So if I were to build it, I oh, would you want to build it from like from my you. yeah. Okay. So how um, do you handle deliveries then? One day deliveries? I would ship it myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it you was just my, drive it? Yeah. That's mm. was my thought. Like I deliver it myself in within one day in this area of, you know, uh Redwood City and 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 it's not like I have to, uh, which call it. It's not like I would have to have a crazy amount sold per month. Um, well, why you know, would I, I know initially, or I guess eventually, I'd want to do that. Could you not go through Amazon though? Because I feel like that would be the perfect. Because then you're you can scale much easier, easily, or because you know yeah. if you're doing driving yourself. Now you have to worry about buying trucks and dri- hiring drivers. Right. Whereas well, if you're doing it through Amazon, yeah, they take a cut. But now it's like it doesn't matter if you want to sell 10,000 beans. All you have to do is buy 10,000 beans. Yeah. 
have them shipped to Amazon, and then they're still gonna. It's gonna be consistently one day delivery, assuming they're Amazon Prime. So members. my my issue with that would be like the quality control. So I think the reason why people don't have the print date on all the coffees you order on Amazon mm-hmm. is because theoretically there could be a coffee bag that's left there for a year or longer, um, but you really wouldn't know. But can you work with the vendors for that though? Because what do you mean? So, well, here's how it would work, right? Like the vendors would be the ones who are roasting the coffee and mm-hmm. bagging it. Yeah. They would send it to the Amazon warehouse. But they can't, they put the roast date on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then it would be sitting in the, the Amazon warehouse. And whenever there's a purchase made, mm-hmm. you know, they would grab those bags, I guess, and then have it shipped out. Right. But there, there's still a pretty large chance of like, if I'm doing monthly shipments to the Amazon warehouse, mm-hmm. that there's a large amount of bags that are just left there. Um, oh, so you're saying if they stay there too long, then you can't sell them? Yeah, they would just go... Okay. It would just be like the other beans. Could, I mean, you could say the same thing about... Uh... Well, the, the difference is they no one knows, right? So like if I... When I buy something on Amazon, yeah, technically it could have been there for two years to three years. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't know that because there's no uh, roast date on it. They just say Best Buy 2025 or whatever. Right. Well, couldn't you, with your Amazon thing, like set up something where it's like you cut the price for stuff that's like older? Like my my point is, even if you had your beans here, Mm -hmm. that problem will still exist. You'll have to like throw the beans away basically or sell them for cheaper. Right. So if you could, I don't know if you can, but if you could work something out with Amazon where it's like, Okay, hey, can you when throw I play... out my beans when Yeah, basically. They're... Uh would you would that suffice? Yeah. If they, if I could do that, like say, tell them like, okay, well, you know, this is how I want it done. Mm-hmm. I don't want the beans there that long or whatnot. Right. But my I mean, I guess I can do research and, and find out, but my guess is they wouldn't do that, especially for a vendor of my size. Like their thing is like, uh no, like we're we're because, already selling beans. Well, if we're not going to make special requests for a well, person no, no, who's no. selling. So like it would be basically you ship month. you're shipping them to the trash, basically. Right, but they have to monitor. They have to like check the bags and see like, okay, it looks like you know it's been a year since this has been roasted. Let's toss it. Well, out. okay, if you order, if you order a shipment, mm-hmm. um, the whole batch will have the same roast date, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then you would just have it. So you could just say, I mean, at, at one date, mm-hmm. if this date comes up, you on your computer would go and be like, all right, ship these to the trash. And then that would be that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if you can... Again, I don't know all the details. I, I think we could do some research on... But that would be, I don't know, it would be a... You could at least keep trying that. Whereas doing your own trucks... Mm-hmm. I mean, buying your own truck is like a huge commitment. I mean, even a used one is like $10,000. Well, so the, like, if you're talking about scaling, you mm-hmm. could you could always have like your own, um, whatchamacallit, and, your own like small, I guess, storage location here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to the truck thing, you could also r- rent that out. Like, But then hire, then, then like the whole... Hire drivers. Yeah, whatever. exactly. I mean, you have to essentially like, pay someone's salary. Well, they have those those apps where it's like you pay them to do per job, 
right? Oh, like not Uber not Eats, Uber but, Eats like, but like similar to that. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm saying like the scaling issue. Well, in that case, you wouldn't even need your own truck. Right. If you did the, the delivery service thing. Right. Um, yeah. That, I, now that might be I, a way. Uh, is doing what? Like using some of these delivery service apps. Right. So instead of hiring, renting a truck and hiring a driver. Or driving myself. Or yeah. driving yourself. Because that I don't think you can do. Like Long term, no. 100% I couldn't. But I'm saying like initially because I don't have like... Even short term, it's like if you have a... Or if you didn't have a job, then maybe. But yeah. again, I'd... I would just lean towards, you know, keeping your job and... Um, I'm blanking out. Um, like making use of like some of these services, basically. Right. Uh, which I would. But I'm saying like the the Amazon scalability versus like scaling on your own. Mm-hmm. I think Amazon, 100%, you could scale way easier on that. Mm-hmm. The trade-offs are, I think, which I guess we can find out is quality control um and then the amount of money that you would make yeah um especially at a smaller scale because again like we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. there would be a certain point where i wouldn't want to scale anymore like if i was selling 500 beans a month right and i could live comfortably i wouldn't scale further than that right um and so i'd rather build something to where it i can you know make mm-hmm. enough and not have to and i'm pretty sure they have something for expiration stuff because amazon also sells food food yeah that's true so i can't imagine they don't, don't have, have something um yeah i mean i do get what you're saying about owning but, oh but that is also that's done by whole foods so they already have that like oh, amazon sh- fresh yeah so but what i'm saying is there has to, I'm sure they have other food related vendors on there. I'm sure it's not all just Whole Foods, right? Like if I have, I think so. At least for perishable items, I think so. Like I don't think, um, like Nesco. non-perishable items, they they don't have to worry about the expiration date. So there's no, hmm. you know, liability issue there. But like with fresh goods, I think they kept that to Amazon uh, Fresh or to Whole Foods. Yeah. Um, to avoid that issue in the first place. Right. Could you imagine if they gave expired food by accident, uh, which I guess they could in the store, but there's at least more control on their end. Right, versus... right. Um, yeah. yeah, I would just pick the cheapest method first. So even if you, if you had some delivery apps where you could be like, all right, I need you guys. I got some orders. I need you guys to come pick it up and then deliver it. Mm-hmm. Um, that would probably be better than... Delivering yourself. The only reason I say just deliver you also... myself is like, yeah, I'll be marketing and like doing other things in the meantime. But like, um, I don't think I'll have... I think I'll have a lot of free time. That's basically what I'm saying. If I, If I was starting from, you know, ground zero. Because... If you used, if you didn't drive yourself and you kept your job and you hired these services to deliver it for you, mm-hmm. you're just, you're giving yourself way more 
chance. Remember, we're talking about well, this is a marathon. Yeah. So you're well, giving way your more stability too, because you're making the income from the office. Uh, right, but I'm just saying instead of delivering yourself, mm. I'm saying you're you're giving yourself a longer chance to potentially succeed, as opposed to renting your own truck and not having a job that pays is like your chance to succeed is now a night a small window that you have to hit you know what i mean i feel like yeah i get what you're saying i still think that there would be a higher chance of me burning out and just giving up and saying like okay i'll just i'll just stick to you know working nine to five because working nine to five and then working five to nine (laughs) i feel like that's that wouldn't be in my personality to work that many hours in one day considering how tired i am already when i but again you don't have to it's it's like email work it's you don't all it is is like oh i look at your phone i got these orders uh well even even office work is is that but you still feel tired from from doing that too right like sitting at your desk is just email work like you're just working on the computer it's not like um but even that can still get tiring yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I, w- I agree. I, I think ideally I would want to, you know, work, continue working at my job or even find a new one mm-hmm. and then, you know, work on this as a side gig and then, uh, you know, build it up and then eventually transition. Um, but my argument is like, okay, if I have enough money mm-hmm. to to get started and to last for two years... Um, until I get, but again, I guess and then scale. you're then it, it is a sprint. Then is basically what you're going for. Two years, like two years is nothing, man. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, when I'm thinking of starting a business, I'm thinking this thing's gonna take me like fifteen to twenty years to get going. Um, I don't know. If, but do you think you would have fifteen of like you're just you're losing money the whole way through? Well, because I'm picking software, I would say like, because I'm picking software, yeah. I don't think I'll be losing money. It's just like, it'll be time. But yes, yeah. but yes, I think it'll be 15 years of I would say spending, you know, money on, yeah. well, I guess it'll I would say you, would, you should spend like five years on the business. If there's like, no, you don't see the business like turning a profit. I would say give it up because well no but it's it's also about it's about pivoting too it's like you you work on something you're like hmm this isn't working I let's get like you have to idea. you yeah, have to true. be like I want to be in this space you have to that has to be defined yeah if you don't like the space then yeah give it up but if you're like okay let's say we're doing coffee so it's like you try this coffee thing it's like I still want to be in this industry I want to mm. be in the coffee industry but this isn't working what I'm doing yeah so let's let try to yeah let's move like, oh, let's, let's, i don't want to have my own coffee shop let me pivot to roasting exactly change change direction, direction yeah. somehow um i think that's like the major goal if you're if you're two years in and you're like uh it's not working and also i don't like this coffee thing then by all means give it up but if you're oh, like yeah. if you're like ah, shoot this isn't working i'm saying yeah that that part that part is more of an issue I guess the interest issue, but that that's an issue with pretty much anything you do. Yeah. The but, interesting though, uh, I think you do have to nail down at some yeah. point. Like if you keep, if you keep full, like the interest just drops, like you got to solve that problem. Because, or pivot, right? 
Well, I would argue that... Like Elon with his PayPal. I'm sure after a while, I think when he sold the company, he probably thought like, okay, I'm not as interested in this anymore. Let me sell it and do something else. That's true. But I guess the difference is though, is like if you're just starting, that you have like a bunch of money. I would say that's starting something new. He has a bunch of money. He can go start new things. Yeah, you can call it pivot if you want. Yeah. But if you, you're... Every time you change industries, I think the amount of experience you transfer is low. It's like, yeah, you might have learned how to do things, but there's always like, you know, industry specific things um, that you can't apply in other industries. And that's like progress that you're making that you're giving up, which is fine. But if you keep doing that, you're like, you keep starting from zero as opposed to in the coffee biz, you're going about your business and it's like, it's not working, but you've learned a lot along the way. Yeah. Pivot, you you still have that knowledge and now you're going to be able to use that as you progress in this different direction, but in the same yeah. industry. No, I agree with that. And to add on that, if you, like the industry I would be working in is an e-commerce business, mm-hmm. right? So I'm selling things on a Shopify account. I'm learning how to remarket uh, and market and you know revenue track yeah those skills i think would still be applicable to if i started selling i don't know i agree because it's like amazon or yeah yeah um so okay so then but then i guess what you're defining then is you're not in the coffee industry i mean you might be selling coffee but you're in the e-commerce industry right right um but like more narrowed down and at least initially would be coffee because it's more uh it's at least an entry level costs are low. Yeah. But then again, you have to define what is your macro level objective here? Are you interested in coffee, selling coffee because of the coffee or are you interested in selling coffee because you're selling things on the internet? I'm interested in, well, one, I'm interested in the product Mm -hmm. um, because it's mine and I enjoy coffee, but two, uh, I'm using the marketing skills that I actually am passionate about and enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I guess, yeah, like you were saying, e-commerce. Uh, so I guess it's a little bit of both. Um, I think it would have to be both, right? Like you couldn't start a business and not be, if like you were just interested in coding, but you were coding on something like, I don't know, uh, uh, yeah, like but, medical related. But I would argue right? that, so I'm not... Yeah, I'm not interested in co- I don't care about coding per se. I'm more interested in the end result. Coding is just a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. It's like if I was building my box, you know, I I mean, I'm not interested in the hammers and the nails and the screwdrivers. Those are just the tools required to like get to the end result. Um, yeah, with software, I guess I'm interested in, I'm still interested in the whole, the gaming platform thing. Right. Um, but, uh, but I know to get a job, I'm not, I'm not going to be, I need to like learn how to read and write to databases to get a, some sort of software job. Um, so I guess, let's see if I were to find what industry I'm in with that gaming platform, it would be, cause obviously I will have to pivot at times. Um, I am in the, server based AWS 
Azure yeah, using type. those things. So I use those, I would call them microservices. Right. Um, but my end product is basically, it's like entertainment because you're using this to either play games or maybe make movies or maybe create digital ads. Uh, basically a way to, for end users to create 3D worlds, create 3D assets, program their functionalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I suppose that's entertainment. Is it? Yeah, I guess I'm in the, with that idea. industry? I don't know. Yeah, I would say digital entertainment. Okay. Um, would you say that's what video games and movies and digital advertisements are? I mean, the advertisement one, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, entertainment. I mean, that's what ads are, kind of. Yeah. People don't. People watch ads to like laugh. Like if usually it a seems good like ad, I guess. yeah, a yeah. good ad would try and entertain the person. Right. At the same time, they're trying, they're trying to, to sell. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess I'm in the. Because again, the micro, the using AWS is like. I mean, I guess I'm learning that well, stuff. Well, that's the skill that's transferable to all these industries. That's yeah, what I'm saying. that's true. But like I'm not. The e-commerce is the transferable skill, even though I would selling coffee. Mm-hmm. This the universal skill that I'm having that's applicable to other industries. Yeah, I agree. So th- that for me, like that isn't the issue. Like the issue for me is like the products itself you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. um if you were doing something where it's like ah, i don't really care about the thing i'm coding on eventually you'd want to be yeah. out of there like even though you're the skills that you're learning mm-hmm. and things that you're doing are helpful yeah. but like you know the like you're saying the end product uh, i feel like has to be something you're uh, passionate about or enjoy right i guess i've lost because i don't know how to i'm confusing myself because i don't know how to then define i was saying like jumping from industry to industry but then there's like this whole dynamic of learning like selling on e-commerce like it's a skill that can be transferred throughout different industries right but then again, that itself is an industry because you have yeah. different eBay, Amazon, mm-hmm. different custom platforms. websites. Yeah. WordPress. Right. So I guess the people. Shopify. Yeah. So the people who build those tools are in. I mean, I, they're in the e-commerce industry in a different way. They're the ones who are building the platform. Then there's people who use them to sell mm-hmm. their things. Are they in the e-commerce industry? Uh, are who the people who are coding it? No, the two groups: people who are coding it, mm-hmm. and then people like you who are who using, using it. it. Are they both in the e-commerce industry, or is just the programmers the ones in the e-commerce industry? Because they're the ones competing with each other. Like, I'm eBay and I'm Amazon, and you should sell on my platform. Uh, would you consider the people who use those part of the industry? I would. I mean, consider the them part of the CRM industry. I would say. Our and customer. the CRM, the the product of their CRM is uh, e-commerce, right? Right. Like you could, they could theoretically code 
um, you know, a different platform for managing uh, for managing truck drivers. The coder right? scan. The coder scan, yeah. But what but about the customers? The specific the product they're pushing is e-commerce. E-commerce CRM. Customer okay. is what I would say. I mean, I don't know. I guess you could say they're part of the e-commerce industry. Well, it's already twelve yeah, minutes past, so we should we should. Well, maybe we'll pick up. this up uh, the next time. What mm -hmm. are we, where are we leaving off? Let's say how do we define an industry? We'll leave that for the next one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thanks for tuning in, and Sign until next out. time. Till now.